Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to episode 70 of Smart Enough to Know Better. No? No? Yes? No? No? Yes? You were away. Ah, oh, crap! <laughs> All right, so We've there. done episode 70. You buggered off to the merry land of China, <laughs> land of free free enterprise and free internet. It's, well, a, a closed a closed internet, but my Fresh God, air free enterprise. Welcome to episode seventy one of Smart Enough to Know Better. It's a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. It is. It is, Dan. I am Greg Wah. and I'm Dan Beeston. <laughs> and in this episode, I will be talking about how mankind has created a new rock. I'm going to be talking about the spicy magic of turmeric. And I will tell you how to move a vast stone to a place where you want to build a vast sarcophagus for yourself, a, an endless monument to crush time itself forever like a pharaoh. And I am going to smash an Italian man's face against stone, all for your pleasure. But before we get there, can I just say, welcome... Gregoire, mm. to year four Woo! of Smart Enough to Know Better. Year four! Ho, ho, ho! I just started thinking I'm spinning around. That's a bit weird. Is that, is that, is that an appropriate we, Should we get some some confetti or yeah, something? Yeah. <laughs> Hooray for us! Year four! I think I have some ducks around here somewhere. <laughs> Yay! Vuvuzelas! <laughs> That was so last World Cup. Yeah. That's all right. Do they have another irritating thing? Yeah, they do, actually. It's it's a bell thing. It rings bell, but it's a bit more musical. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a a four-tone bell thing that they're using. I I know anything about the World Cup, but I know that they ring a weird bell thing at the moment. Uh, Well, I mean, our our second episode was all about the World Cup. Indeed. Same time of year, four years ago. It makes sense. Yeah. It's almost like time is, is leading on one moment after there's an arrow of entropy leading us down a path. To destruction and heat death. Like an arrow on a bicycle <gasps> wheel. That's time. Is that time? Thank you, Doctor Who. Speaking of time, why don't we get to uh, talking <laughs> about something of value? Have you done anything this week in science? Have I done anything this week in science? I read something in science that kind of made me annoyed. Oh, yeah. All those things that everyone knows I love space. D- gentle listener, we don't need to go to that path. Really? Everyone, space. don't. Dan, don't even. Don't even. <laughs> We don't need to play this. Year yeah. four, we've matured now. Okay. We're, we're bigger than that. We, we don't need to go there. One day they're going to find dinosaurs in space and we'll both be happy. <laughs> That's true. Doctor Who did that. It was an excellent episode. Well, actually, no. It was, oh, yeah. It was all right. Oh, we weren't that happy, were we? No, we weren't that happy with it. No, sad. Hmm. Careful what you wish for. Anyway, NASA came up with this weird thing talking about building a warp drive. Saying, hey, we've got a warp drive. Oh, wow. We're going to build a warp drive. Well, that's faster. And they took a picture of this, is what it'll look like. And, it can't, and they, could, they call it the IXI Enterprise. And, and you're like, what? oh, and it's got two big donuts around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's and based on this, this theory and, about you making a warp drive. Basically, you bunch up the space behind you and you stretch out the space in front of you. You get pushed by space time. So, where you're going locally, you're actually traveling lower than light speed. But space time itself, which can travel faster than mm. light, because it's nothing, because nothing. Nothing can travel faster than light. The space time itself propels you along. And, and it's all great. This theory has been around for quite a while. This is not a, this is not a, a new thing. But there's suddenly it's like, oh, we're doing this thing, or this is a possibility. But my big problem with this, when I read it, I went, hang on a minute. 
okay, so we've got around the problem of negative energy. Like, this is a, we need to have use negative energy. And negative energy, that's what happens whenever the, the power goes out in the house. Well, that's right. No, that's just no energy. Oh. That's not negative energy. Damn. This concept of negative energy with repulsive force and negative energy. Now, maybe it's got something to do with dark matter. We don't really know. It's, it's, it's but only- if you'd like to get, to get the, a, a, a featherlight touch of knowledge about that subject... Go back to episode 70. Oh, wow. Look at that reverse sizzle. Yeah. For all the time travelers, go back to episode yeah. 70. Have yeah. some cold sizzle. That's some it. Un, some post-sizzled. Oh, there you go. Some it's a post, lukewarm. It's a, a, post, a post-coital phone call. Okay. What? I was just saying, you got on the date, it all went well, and then you get the phone call the next day, and you're still talking. No? Okay, I don't know what's going on. No, right? I've never had that. Oh. I, just, I don't give him my real number. Yeah. The point of this is... Oh, thank God. <laughs> the point of this is that negative energy is still a theoretical thing. Like yeah. It's, and so you talk, So they're seriously talking about making a drive using a theoretical thing. And you get, but we, So we need to work out negative energy. And my other problem is powering this damn thing. When you look at the research into how you make it, I'll put the links into the, into the show notes, you need to use metric crap tons of energy just i mean stupid amounts of energy and i went and read an article about how you should just get all the energy from those solar roads that are unviable as well (laughs) that's well yeah maybe but you're talking about lots of energy and they're they're saying that you'd only need this is where we laugh you'd only need something like 350 kilograms of antimatter to run this amazing drive oh wow that's hardly anything i know but but to make a gram at the moment, a gram of antimatter is something close to a trillion dollars, a thousand billion dollars. Like, and is a gram substantially less than three hundred fifty kilograms? kilograms? Yes, Dan. Yes, it is. And even if the price comes, gotta go back to my Latin roots. <laughs> even if the price comes down, this guy worked out in the notes. He actually sat down and worked out to make enough antimatter for the run this spaceship would require the entire economic output of planet Earth. Not one country, but planet Earth, for 40 years to pay for that antimatter. Yeah, but look at the payoff. Well, you can go somewhere really quickly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you'd it. have to come back, I guess. Well, so. <laughs> and then and you'd be really in debt at that point. Your credit oh, card would be all maxed out. Yeah, you wouldn't come back. <laughs> That's right. Leave those suckers in your uh, dust. Just put the antimatter in the uh, fuel tank. We'll um, pay you when we get um, back. Pew! I don't think they're coming back. I, I, look, I'm all for just uh, four guys in the cockpit going da 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 da. da. I think that's lost in space. Lost in space. Yes, yes. Good. Um, that, <laughs> I love the idea. I mean, everyone knows I want to go into space. I want to go to Mars. I want to. I think we need to work on this technology. It's important. But I just think this, it was a really weird idea to go. Oh, we're building this thing, and you're like, what? No, we're not. Like, there's so many big things. Anyway, I just found maybe it odd. maybe all it is is they know that it's completely unviable, but they know that space is ultimately incredibly boring. And they're trying to sex it up with some fiction. It's not It's not boring, Dan. There's nothing boring about space. Yeah. So, you know what's really boring? Whatever your science stuff you're going to talk about this week. Oh, I got a chip. Good? Yeah. It, they finally low-jacked you so they know where you are at all times. You don't have to wear that bangle on your ankle anymore. I've downloaded three terabytes of data into my brain, just like Johnny <laughs> Mnemonic. It was a terabyte. Was it terabytes? It was three terabytes. Was it, was it that much? Maybe it was six. I thought it was. I thought it was gigabytes. I thought you could get more onto a USB stick than Johnny Mnemonic could get in his brain. Oh, uh, maybe we'll have to look maybe it up. We would. As a, Why yeah. don't we look it up now? Okay, we'll look it up now. We we'll look it up. Uh, 80 gigabytes. 80 gigabyte hard drive. Oh, there you go. 80 gigabytes. We He's... got there at the same time. It was too much for any computer, biological, or organic to hold. 
That's embarrassing. I know, it's really kind of embarrassing. Ah, oh, technology. It's always good. If, if I ever write a story and anyone who's listening who writes stories and you want to write technology, never, ever, ever give a number. Ever. Just say something interesting like, it was enough information for one man to hold in his mind. And that's enough. Or give a storage size that is unparalleled. Yes. Like, like, like a start date. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they just changed it. People worked it out. He could contain 77 lark tongues of information in his brain. What does that mean? Ah, it was Dr. Lark who created it. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Yeah. Mm, see? Uh-huh. I got, no, I got a chip. Yes. It's not in my brain. Oh. It's on the back of my phone. Right? Yeah. So I, I called, got my bank to send out a little little piece of plastic sticker thing mm. that I stuck on the back of my phone. And now instead of having to run my credit card, over machines at the shops, I can just run my phone over it. And it goes bleep. And I can pay for stuff on my phone. And I can change which card it is by opening up the app and oh, telling the chip what it is. That's quite technological. Is that worrying? I suppose if you lose your phone, eh, you're probably going to lose it all anyway, aren't you? Yeah, if you, and if you lose it, then the bank just goes, no, nah, it's cool. We know what it is. You're, okay. They're only making payments of under 100 bucks anyway. Oh, okay. I was going to say a small thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it uses this thing called resonant inductive coupling. Because I was trying. That sounds sexy. Because it's got no battery in it. Yeah, it's just a little bit of 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 wiring and circuitry, a little circuit board. But it needs power because it's got to store and change information. But that's easy enough. You just run it through magnetic field. Yeah. Well, that's what they're doing. Okay. Yes. I didn't know that. Oh right. Sorry. Okay. But apparently, electricity and magnets are somehow related. (laughs) And what happens is they send. There's Maxwell rotating in his son of a monkey. If we but if we wound wire around him, we could use make it turn that into a big <laughs> the Maxwell engine. I run on Dan's. I hate Dan so much. Anyway, that 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 inspires a lot of people to passion and energy. Yes, I've seen energy states rise just if when you, moving. If you around. don't like Dan Beeston, cover yourself in copper wire and save the planet. <laughs> The energy goes into the the module that you run it over, yes, and it's it sends out a little electromagnetic field, yes. and it's kind of like hang on, and magnets don't have to touch in order to affect each other. No, no. So you run this thing over, and it <laughs> and it vibrates the little magnetic field underneath it, and right. that vibrates the magnetic field in the yes in the receiver, right, and that turns into enough energy for yes. it to do storage and, and so data it, transfer. It, it would probably, my, my guess would be there'd be a capacitor in it so that would store a little bit of power up and then it would therefore have a, a current that could work with. It wouldn't just be using electricity as it came down the wire, if you know what I mean. Just a little, uh, a little capacitor. It's I tiny, tiny little, little didn't little. read anything about a capacitor. It's oh. just an inductor. I oh, think. Okay. Well, you Although, mean, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you are right, but... Uh, it's got a little tiny aerial in, so it, the aerial is not as big as the one in my credit card. Yes. So you have to be really careful about where you put it, and most of the time you try to use it, it doesn't friggin' work. Oh, right. I mean, it recognises it. It goes, yeah. hey, no, I don't know what that is. Why doesn't... Oh, okay, So because te- your technology is too advanced? Advanced, maybe. Ma- yes. Or maybe it's not advanced enough. Yeah. Oh, well, that sounds... It's, well, this is... The, the magnetic induction is something they're talking about like mobile phones should have. You know, the idea of having to yeah. come home well, and cl- some of them do. it in. And some of them do now. Okay, and, there but you go. iPhone won't do it. Why not? Oh, they, they just, uh, they, it's not on there. They, like, oh, whatever, we're, we're Apple. We'll do things in our own sweet time. Uh, my guess and that's why the bank has gone, we'll send you out a sticker to stick on the back. Oh, now, right. here's some advice. Mm. If you have a, a case on your phone, don't stick it on the back of your phone and then try to put the case on because the case won't fit. So I've stuck it to the back of my case. Aha, uh-huh. if you use a case. Yeah. Yes. Okay. There you go. 
Stupid thing. <laughs> super <laughs> advice. Super glue it on. I wonder why Apple won't do that. I suppose it's a big, another big bit of technology got to whack into the device. Who knows? And they, Apple and, are idiot. No, like they're they're, they're yes, a bit obviously, controlling. Obviously, they're idiots. That's why they make all the monies. Hey, lots of idiots are rich. I see them on the road all the time. I think that's a, that's a sound of a middle class person going. Rich people must be idiots because, damn it, I can't get any money. Well, I'm really smart and I don't have two dimes to rub together. <laughs> if you go into any high school, even primary school, and ask... No, I'm not allowed. Well, that's it's not allowed anymore. Not with that chip on you. <laughs> and you ask any student... I might, I might that, download 80 gigabytes to them <laughs> and they do not want to see what I've got stored. <laughs> no, they really... Actually, some of them really want to see it, but they're not allowed to. <laughs> If you go into high school and you ask any student about, hopefully any student, about about what sort of rocks there are in the world, and the rock cycle, I'm hoping their listeners now are freaking out because this will activate a memory. Oh, Do you remember oh, what oh. types of rocks there are? Yep. Uh, there is igneous. Yes. Which are rocks that are on fire. Uh, well, the rock, yeah, well, yes, it's the magma that it's cooled down. There is sedimentary. Uh, yes. Which is uh, like sand that's been compressed. Yes. And there's metamorphic, mm-hmm. which uh, came out after the GoBots. <laughs> no, they uh, turn into robots. <laughs> rock lords. That's what they were called. Metamorphic rocks are the one, like sedimentary rocks that get under pressure or heated again, and they turn to things like quartz and that sort of good stuff. Oh, all right. So that's metamorphic rocks. Oh, so the oh, three. Cool. And of course, and recently I discovered another one, which which I hadn't thought about, which is which I think are called primordial rocks because the ones in space, the ones which are just a cl- uh, conglomerations of dust at the beginning of the solar system they're not igneous rocks they didn't come from magma yeah. and they and they're not sedimentary rocks because they they weren't a worn down igneous rocks that got pushed back together and they're not metamorphic mm. rocks they're primordial rocks they're the bits of the solar system there's the fourth oh, yeah. one there's also crystals which are a different thing again aren't they that's not because no, they grow but hang on from but, a... but crystal a crystal is just a, a a unified shape it's not actually a type of rock so you can get quartz crystals but quartz is a metamorphic rock you can get diamonds, which is the crystal. But they form from being in a supersaturated solution. No, no, no. That's just, then... that's, just a, that's just a type of crystal. A crystal has nothing to do with... It's just the shape that it's in. It's a, a repeating pattern of, of, of molecules that make it yeah. a sheared surface. But that doesn't mean... That's like saying we have a type of wood and we have some redwoods and we have, um, we have hardwoods and we have this so, other type of wood called the building because it wood made a building. It doesn't... No. So, hang on. So, quartz crystal... Yes. That's made out of rock. Yes. But it, it, it wasn't formed by ignition... Sed- sediment. There's heat. Or... No, 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 no. Metamorphic heat? rock. Heat and pressure creates metamorphic rocks. Yes. You so can... you're saying crystals are metamorphic? No. no. <laughs> I'm saying crystalline structures are just a structure that metamorphic rocks can take and other things in the world. So you take salt, you can make salt crystals. They're not metamorphic rocks, are they? A salt crystal is not a metamorphic rock. No. Is... No. So it's a crystal rock. No, it's just a... That's cri- what I'm telling you. No, it's not a there rock. There must be another type of rock. No, there is another type of rock. Well, you so say salt, salt isn't rock? No. What about rock salt? <laughs> I hate you so much. Fair enough. But no, okay, so we, we, we're trying to... Just stay on track here. Let's just talk at the... Uh, oh, that's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> I'm gripping onto the you track. You're I'm just, falling. You're the one who brought it up. I'm and now you confuse yourself. I'm stumbling drunkenly down Ignis. the track. Sedimentary. Yes. Metamorphic. Let's just stay with those okay. three. Okay, those types of rocks. But human beings... In our infinite wisdom, Uh-oh. have created a new rock, <gasps> and not we didn't mean to. So it's called plastiglomerate, plastiglomerate, and it's made out of plastic. We Wait. have dumped so much plastic in the world. Plastic rocks. 
Yes. We have made... Because you know how we dump plastic into the sea. We oh, yeah, yeah. just chuck it in all the time. Yeah, yeah. And our toothpaste... It's very big. It's, and, and it's infinite. It'll always just, take, just constantly fill up with more and more of our yeah. stuff. It's Fish like, eat it. Yeah, they love it. They, they get rid of it. Stuff. Obviously so. And <laughs> even in our toothpaste, you get... Pu- Did you know most of your toothpaste, dear listener, that if you're brushing your teeth right now, there's probably abrasive plastics in your toothpaste to help clean your teeth. Yeah. So you, you, your Colgate, your McLean's, whatever brand you abrasive use. Abrasive plastics. Abra- so you're actually rubbing... It used to be chalk, used, didn't it? Well, that, that's... Well, that, that's yes, but they, that was all in there too. But that's a sedimentary rock. Oh, don't. Oh, it is. Well done. Yes. <laughs> I was about to yell at you. <laughs> Shut up, Dan. Oh, no, I'm the idiot. Okay, fine. Shut up, Dan. But... It's a bit of plastic. There's lots of plastic. And all this plastic goes in. And you've probably heard about, like, the plastic island in the Pacific. Have you heard that before? No, wait. Chalk is bone. It's not rock at all, is it? Chalk is calcium carbonate from shells, from the the skeletons of of animals and things like that. Does it count as a rock? Uh, Well, yes. Chalk is a rock, yes. Very low on the Moe scale. It's uh, not very hard. It is considered a rock, but it came from a living thing. But then again, a fossil was once a bone, and then it got changed chemically into a, into a stone. All right. So, yes, it's, it chalk is a rock. It just came from a living thing. That's okay. So we, we've actually... So, you know, there's plastic islands. Like yeah. all the, and, and there's all the currents in the Pacific, and there's this massive... So the I've heard, giant Pacific garbage patch. Yeah, and it just sits there in the middle of the Pacific, and it's this huge lump of plastic. We remember, well, that's bad. Oh, it gets much worse than that, because sometimes it has to sink. And this plastic sinks all over the world and fish eat it and turtles choke to death on it. Mm-hmm. Badness all around. But sometimes, as the, in the, uh, the study by the Geological Society of America, they found that sometimes plastics, when they get pushed together in, in deep pressures, they get melted into a primordial ooze and they fuse with sand and coral and shells and bits of wood. Like metamorphic rock. Kind of, yes, kind of. And it forms this new super hard monolithic stone. Oh, wow. Made of plastic and bits of other things. So it's kind of like a sedimentary, as you said, it's kind of like a sedimentary rock. Human beings have created a new rock type. It was first noticed in 2006 in Hawaii, and it hasn't really been collected until 2012. But they're saying, no, this is something very, very different. This is not a type of rock that the world has ever seen, and it is a type of rock. It's not just a sedimentary rock. And it's really hard. It's really, really hard, yes. And it's going to be around in the geological layer for millions or billions of years because there'll be layers as all rocks should as all rocks do so if we suddenly right now there was a gamma ray burst let's say let's say alpha centauri went off four light years away even though it's not going to and it killed us all it kills suddenly our brains just switch off and we all just drop dead right yep and then the next the bees evolve and the queen bee one day is digging up they will find this weird plastic layer of plastiglomerate rock and they'll go what the crap is this? Because there'll be anything else from us. So we've made a permanent impact. We've made so many permanent <laughs> impacts on this planet. But here's another one. On the geological scale, on the geological layers, we will have made an impact. And the only one I can think of that's similar, not by, by an animal, but when the dinosaurs got wiped out... K2 impact. Thank you very much. The, Kaboom. And the, it, the, um, the, the comet or, or asteroid that hit um, iridium, there was a, a lot of iridium in that, in that explosion, in, the, in that rock. Mm-hmm. And it layered the planet with a small layer of iridium. And so you can actually dig down you can find this layer of iridium and that was the extinction event 65 million years ago we're going to do something very similar it seems they'll be able to go oh that's where the humans were and they'll find this plastic layer of, of, of plastiglomerate rock so i'm proud take and- it to the science hive <laughs> <laughs> and we will ingest it and make <laughs> and make brain honey oh god 
Vomit in my mouth to teach me. You oh. don't know how rocks work at all. <laughs> I don't know how bees work. Oh. Noah, my beloved father, you summoned me? We have almost all the beasts. Two by two they entered my ark, but we've yet to get the elusive unicorn on board. Beloved daughter, use your virginal charm to lure the beast on board. Virgins are their one weakness. Okay, I'll give it my best shot. It's, it's not working. It, it's not working! But, but virgins are their greatest weakness. The same could be said of Kyle from my biology class. Kyle from... Oh, Jesus Christ! Who? You know... How much I love superfoods. Oh, do it. We've, we have kicked the crap out of quite a bit. Um, acai berries. Acai berries. Boom. There's one near where I live, and there's a place that sells nothing but acai berry drinks, and I just want to kick in their windows and go, oh, Dan yeah. Beeston says you're idiots, and then it's run away. Yeah. I haven't yet. Maybe it's nice. Oh. Maybe it tastes nice. Yeah. Well, that'd count. But they keep saying it's a superfood on their window. Now, I always go in with a strong bias against superfoods. Woo! Yeah. And that's not the scientific method. No. Supposed to go in with a completely open mind. Mm -hmm. And I saw this thing recently which kind of upset me on the internet. Nothing to do with what I'm about to talk about, but I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent. Not you, Dan. Yes. (laughs) Shush. Shush. (laughs) So there was a website. Someone has been making fun of Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh. I know. Uh, It's a website called Vox.com. And she does call her kids weird names, Apple and things. She does a lot of things very weird. Okay, very good, okay. She said, I'm fascinated by the growing science behind the energy of consciousness and its effects on Mm. matter. Mm. I have long had Dr. Emoto's coffee table book Mm. on how negativity changes the structure of water, Mm. how the molecules behave differently, Mm. depending on the words or music being expressed around Mm. it. <laughs> so much silly. It's hard not to have a strong bias against it. That's crazy. Yeah. That's we talk and that's homeopathy right there. We, she talked that's homeopathy. She's oh, mentioning and, and water yeah, memory. Stuff like that. We've we've kicked all this around yeah, pretty yeah. hard. We don't need to do it again. No. God, I want to. And a, a, a place on the internet called the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry on the web uh, found a story found the story about Dr. Emoto and the doctor cooked rice and stored it in jars, then told that he either loved it or hated it. And <laughs> And the jar that he said, I love you every day, it sort of fermented and became sweet smelling. Oh. And the jar he said, I hate you every day, it turned black with mold. How does it, this is a question I have to know. Yep. See, see, you can say things to things, but it doesn't mean you not feel it. I mean, you could say, I could say to my, to my to a bus driver every day, I love you, but it doesn't mean I actually love him. So is it, is it well, actually responding actually, to the love or is it responding to feeling better about itself? Actually... If you did that to your bus driver every day, mm. you would start to form a uh, feedback loop, which made you love your bus driver more and made him feel that love more. Oh. So uh, he'd just listen to it and go. And, and But, yeah, you'd actually start to believe it and you'd train your brain to grow more affectionate towards oh. your bus driver. He's a nice man, so maybe will. Good. So Beep, beep. <laughs> At any rate, they decided to recreate the experiment to prove it was bogus. It was a bit tongue-in-cheek. Mm. But, uh, they had a bit of fun with it. They did not get the same results as Dr. Emoto. I well, love that name, though. Yes. Dr. Emoto and yeah. his and his yelling meanness he, at rice. He never smiles, ironically. <laughs> Imagine calling a robot Dr. Emoto. Yes. Yeah. That would be perfect. 
Uh, but only one of the jars had a reaction. The negatively reinforced one grew a patch of mould, nice. and the rest didn't. Mm. And this website, Vox.com, went, oh, and one of them grew some a little bit of mould, but we're going to put that down to dumb luck. Mm. And I thought, that right there is bad science. Well, you'd have to, if they, you'd have to do it again. Yes, you'd exactly. Have to, yes. You'd have to do it again. Your, your sample size is important. So if you had... If, if you, you had a hundred jars yeah. and then you said, I love you, I love you, I love you, and then I know. you said, I hate you, I'd be a bit more, that's interesting. Yeah. Four jars. No, a, it doesn't mean anything. No, but, no. But what they've done is they've gone, we expect these results. Yes. And then the results have come back completely in contradiction to their expectations. Yeah. Not, well, not completely. It didn't yes. go completely black or ferment mm. or anything. A little tiny patch of mould. Yes. But it came back to support this ludicrous, mm. ludicrous thing and they went, nah, that's just dumb luck. We're yeah. not going to try again. Yeah, that's silly. And, and we don't care about dumb luck. That's sure. not science. That if, 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 we, if, we, if, if everyone thought like that, we'd still be listening to Aristotle and his four-legged fly, houseflies. That's right, yes. Because sometimes science isn't common sense. No, well, quantum physics, it, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Exactly and, right. And not even qu- quantum physics, like certain, certain things, like buoyancy and... and, and <laughs> Magnets, how do they work? Mag- well, that, that's confusing stuff. But even <laughs> some basic things were wrong for so oh, long. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the idea, it's a long time people thought that things would actually, like if you threw something, it would slow down naturally. The laws would make it slow down because in our world, things... Yeah, friction. But, but they didn't realize there was a force acting on it. So actually, as Newton pointed out, if you well, something in motion stays in motion, and something that's at rest stays at rest, unless a force acts upon it. So we thought exactly the opposite. We thought you threw something, or you, you, if you threw something in space, it would actually slow down if it had no gravity around it all by itself. Mm. Of course, it wouldn't. So we, we thought the wrong thing yeah. for a long, long, long or time. Or that feathers would drop slowly on the moon. Like small, that, that's the one I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah, yes. The little Lighter light things. things and heavy things yes. fall at the same speed. Yes, that's right. Except for air pressure, yes. Yeah. Yep. If you do an experiment and it mm. comes back and goes, no, nah, this is completely wrong, don't ignore it. Yes. Do the experiment again. Prove yourself wrong. It's, well, it's also it's when you find amazing bits of science. Because when Max Planck was a young man, yep. I was like Max Planck, physicist, 20th century, early 20th century, he was getting into physics and everyone went, oh. Max, don't get... Oh, don't do physics, Max. You're clever. Don't do physics. Physics is done. We've tied up physics. Physics is finished. And and there's just some potholes to look at. But uh, we'll get those in five or six years. We'll be done. What are you going to do? Like, uh, And he went, oh, I'll look at those potholes. One of those potholes turned out to be quantum physics. Ah. So he went... So he poked at it and went, this hole goes on forever! <laughs> and and, and revolutionised our world. And that wasn't... That was, I, don't, I wasn't actually trying to be Max Planck there. It's, you know, I quite like Max Planck. Uh, so, it sounds... It's a very dashing name. Max Planck, yes. Like it's probably one of the coolest science names. In fact, I want to go to the Max Planck Institute because it's just I want, I want to get a degree from the Planck Institute. It's like oh, brilliant! Uh, but yeah, so it's, sometimes if you, these small things that don't make sense or look very similar or so simple and that you can easily solve or easily get rid of and just throw away, turn out to be the biggest thing or can turn out to be the biggest things in science. Mm. Or it could just be bullshit like Doctor Imoto's water, absolutely. And rice. <laughs> Probably. Have you well, they, they, they did say it's good to have an open mind, but sometimes if you open your mind too much, your brain will fall out. Absolutely. Now, Dan. We should ask our listeners then yep. to maybe get four jars of rice. Because we have quite a few listeners. Yeah. If some of our listeners, or if all our listeners, got four jars of rice and spoke nicely to three of them and nastily to one of them and send us back what happens to those rice, then that's a biggest, a biggest sample. 
Yes. It would be a much bigger sample than those guys were doing because we'd have multiple people doing well, it. Well, what, what the original one was is you have to ignore one of them. Right. Say mean, rude things to the second one. Yes. Say really loving things to the third one. And to the fourth one, you could just yell out Tony Abbott, Tony Abbott. Just random words? Or? No, just Tony Abbott, like oh, a right. really nasty politician. Oh, right. They did Michelle Bachman, but yes. I think Tony Abbott would work well okay, for Australians. Right. Okay, so, so, so. And Americans know who Tony Abbott is now too. That's it, yes. Thank you very much, John Oliver. That's yeah, very good. Okay, so we try that. Think about this. Think about honestly doing this as an experiment, dear listener. Because oh, it'd be now we right. have to do it now too. Now we have to do it too. I know, I know. It'd be good. So if get, we'll, we'll only do it, though, when one listener starts doing it. Yeah, that's it. And you have to do it for a month. A month. Okay. Okay. God. <laughs> Do- Dr. Emoto is getting far too much uh, justification <laughs> for not being a complete kook. <laughs> what are we trying to prove here? I don't know, Dan. What are we trying to prove? At any rate... <laughs> I go into these things, these superfood stories with, I try to, I go, this is going to be bullshit. And then I go, no, no, open mind. So I end up seeing a bunch of stories on the web and I get really caught up in it. Sure. And I, I find hoax sites that say, actually, there is something to this. And Wikipedia actually has information. What I'm talking about this time is turmeric. Turmeric? The spice. Of life? No. The very spi- common spice. The of, spice must of, flow. The spice of laksa. Oh, oh, yeah. So it's a kind of a root that you grind up and dry out and it becomes delicious. Mm, Yes. Bright orange thing. Yes. Wikipedia claims that the curcumin that is within the turmeric, Mm -hmm. the active element or active ingredient in there, uh, may treat cancer, Alzheimer's disease, diabetes, allergies, arthritis, and other chronic illnesses. Holy crap. Superfood. It's magic. It's Wikipedia. We love Wikipedia. We love Wikipedia. <laughs> right. Okay. The active compound curcumin is believed to have a wide range of biological effects, including anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, anti-tumor, antibacterial, and antiviral activities, which indicate potential in clinical medicine. In Chinese medicine, it is used uh. for treatment of various infections and as an antiseptic. Oh, good. Then, <laughs> then the too good to be true bit kicks uh-huh. in. And I go, well, this is, this is too good to be true. Mm-hmm. I don't trust Wikipedia now. Oh. An un- and then oh. I'm, uh, uh, it's an unnatural state. Mm. So I turn to scienceheartbreak.com, mm-hmm. or as everyone else knows it, Google Scholar. <laughs> right. Okay. The proper science on the web. Absolutely, yes. Turmeric does have an effect on the human body. It has a choleric effect, which increases bile production. Okay. It's an antilipidemic, which means it inhibits the uptakes of fats and cholesterol. Okay, lipids. So that's, that's good. That's good, yes. But it also inhibits the uptake of fat-soluble vitamins. That's bad. That's bad. Yes. My God, it may be good and bad for you. It's got analgesic antiphlogostic properties, which, right. so anti-inflammatory oh, okay, properties. Yes, yes, okay, yes. And antimicrobial effects have also been found. Huh. So that's, yeah, that's good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. On what, yes. How it much do you have to eat? Of it. Let's find out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it has an effect on animals because it's the, all these from, are from animal tests. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Okay. It could be concluded that the use of turmeric's feed additive at a level of 0.5% enhanced the overall performance of broiler chickens. Oh, my goodness. And cost-effectiveness study should be conducted. So you put a little bit of extra turmeric into the chicken mm. feed and they get bigger and fattier and more delicious. <laughs> Good. And then you cover them in turmeric and make curry out of them. <laughs> 
Right, yes. Now, it's not super effective for humans oh. because it's not very soluble in the body. It's got, okay. it's got this, an attribute called poor bioavailability. Okay. So you can eat it and your body will ignore most of poop it and it out. poop it out. Poop. Does it make your poop bright orange? Listeners. We've got a lot of listeners. Let's do an experiment. <laughs> eat a lot of... T- Actually, we don't say that because someone will die from like turmeric overdose. Please don't eat a lot of turmeric. You know, if someone's going to take our advice <laughs> at all, I they worry. deserve to die. No, 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 they don't deserve to... No. Someone's going to get rice poisoning. <laughs> You're going to feel terrible. I'm not asking him to eat it. I'm asking him no, to yell at it. just being in the house with it. <laughs> Curcumin, a food component, blocked brain tumour formation mm. in rats, but failed right. to eliminate established brain tumours in vivo. In vivo? Inside. Okay. Uh, probably because it's poor bioavailability. Okay. To enhance delivery, we coupled curcumin to the glioblastoma-specific CD68 antibody in a releasable form. Right. So they, they combined it with a different thing in the body. Yep. And then you stick it into the body, and the strategy of antibody targeting of curcumin to tumour comes with the promise of yielding a highly effective therapy for glioblastoma brain tumours. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So all this nonsense on the internet about turmeric saving people from cancer and Indians having zero cancer and Mm, everyone mm. else having lots of cancer. Yes. There's actually something to it. I mean, all these sites are b- total bupkis. Yes, but in, not scientists eating it, are eating it. Uh, you don't, eating it doesn't make doesn't make crapple difference. But not really bonding it with something else, using it. It as might an have ingredient, a tiny, maybe, tiny thing, yes, but it doesn't yes. cure cancer. No, but, but, but it could. But linking it with actual medicine that makes sense. That's good. That's good then. Yeah, I'm confused. Well, because I went into this initially thinking this is going to be bullshit. It's not bullshit at all. There's actually science behind it. The reactive element curcumin in turmeric actually has value to the human medicine. Thing. This makes sense to me. Though. It's like all medicine comes from a, an original. If it does, natural John's, state. St. John's Ward. This is the one that always goes point out to me. St. John's Ward. People go, ah, oh, yes. You should don't eat, take those terrible, terrible medicines like aspirin and those sort of thing for pain relief. Eat St. John's Ward. It's natural. And therefore, it won't hurt you as much, and you will get the same effect from it. Of course, you will, because what do you make aspirin out originally for us was taking the active ingredient from St. John's Wort and bringing it down to a pill form and bloody eating it. It's the same damn thing, but better, refined with all the rubbishy woody bits. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, I, no, no aspirin is evil. St. John Wort's good. And you're like, but St. John, sorry, aspirin is made originally from St. John's Wort. So it actually became from that plant. We took, we went, why? Why do people get slight pain relief when they chew this stuff? Let's have a look at it. Ah, there's this chemical. Let's synthesize it. Boom, it's now a pill. So that's perfectly fine. That's what science is about. Okay, people think this has a slight pain-killing effect. We can now make it better. People, some people, all people, every person... All people. Has Hashtag always said, people. constantly says... <laughs> they don't stop saying it. Without any sense of hyperbole <laughs> or over-exaggeration, I will say that all people everywhere, all the time, complain when things <laughs> go on about how... Natural stuff is better for you than processed stuff. Uh, it just annoys me. But the worst toxin in the universe mm. that we know of comes from a fish. Well, yes. And what I would like to do is flood the entire ocean with plastics so that that <laughs> fish dies because it is too damn, damn dangerous. 
Autobots, the great war we have fought for a millennia against the evil Decepticons will soon be over. We have chased them from Cybertron to Earth, and now they have fortified this spaceship stronghold. It will be a hard fight, but I know we can prevail. We can drive these evil machines right off the Earth. We can wipe them off the face. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We can wipe them off the face of the universe! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have something to add, fellow Autobots? Look, I'm just thinking, we, we really have no chance, Optimist. They're better fighters, they have better weapons, they know we're coming. Basically, we're screwed. You really are an Energon Cube half-empty kind of Autobot, aren't you, Pessimist Prime? Hey! I see myself as more a realist prime. Thank you very much. I'm just going to turn the TV on. Well, now we're yep. trying to watch do a podcast. Yeah, but I need a break. So I turn the TV on, click. And I turn on my game system, click. And I blow blow the cartridge. Blow the cartridge out because it doesn't work unless you... Blow the cartridge out? Yeah. Because you, you've got the cartridge and mm, it mm. Oh, I know. dust I, and stuff. Yeah, I You're, remember, unfortunately. Blow it yes. and you put it in the machine mm. and I'll just turn it on. The Sasquatch or a Bigfoot? Which one is it going to be? It's all going down at the crypto zoo. It's the crypto zoo. Eight bit edition. One of my very favourite video games from when I was a kid is everyone's favourite video game from when they were kids. Don't shake your head at me. Everybody, every. Man, woman, and child <laughs> loves Super Mario Bros. Uh, I never played it until an adult. I don't get the fascination with the plumber guy. I don't get it. Oh, it's very good. I don't. It just jumps and hits his head and, and kills turtles. I like turtles. They're nice things. He kills them. Okay. Well, no, they're not turtles. They're Coopers. But, okay. No, they're the turtles as well. No, those are the Coopers. No, they're weird mushroom dudes. They're the Coopers. No, the mushroom dudes are uh, mushroom people. Like Toad? No, 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 aren't, they, aren't the Coopers something else? Is there the thing actual, that looks like an owl. There are actual turtles that wander around. Yeah, They're turtles. Those, those are Coopers. And the other things, the brown things that look like owls, they're Goombas. Right. Yeah. So they're not turtles. They look like turtles. Mario lore, mm. like the, mm. the story of Super Mario Brothers, is right. not something you want to start okay, right, pulling right. the fabric of. No, no, that okay. is a very loose sheath. <laughs> okay, all right, right. But that's not what we're talking Although, about Although, very first transsexual character. Right. Which was in Super Mario 2, there was a character that... Oh, not transsexual? Transvestite. Transvestite, okay. I think. It was a character who, sorry, was male, but thought she was a female. Right. And spat eggs. Because I guess she couldn't birth them. But at any rate, I digress. I love the idea that, that the original idea was just a female creature that birthed eggs at speed. And everyone went, that's horrifying. Make it a man who spits eggs, and that's much better. I want to play that first version now. Okay, so what do you know about Super Mario? Not much. When he starts out? He has a trade. And <laughs> no, no, no. no. Oh, okay, Avoid right. the story. Oh, okay, right. You start the game. I don't... And then... What, so what are you looking at? He's a little teeny tiny 
Italian man. You may have picked the wrong person. I this. certainly have. It's a little tiny, teeny Italian okay, man. Yes, and he only has a moustache because they had eight bits to do it, and they went. They had to give him something that, that delineated his, sh- his face. Yeah, that so, delineates his nose from his mouth. There you go. So that's the only reason he has a moustache. Yeah, it's because actually Italian originally. He was just a guy with a moustache, and someone said, "Oh, he looks a bit Italian." Yeah. Right. Okay. Yes. Good. I read that somewhere. Okay. So a little Italian. Why guy. do I know all these obscure facts about it? But I don't, don't know, know the how game. To play the game or play it much at all. Yeah. Maybe I should show you just a quick video of what happens <laughs> at the beginning. Anyway. Have you played t- Super Mario Galaxy? Does that help? No. Uh, not really. But have you played any of the side-scrolling ones? Uh, mate, a little bit. Okay. So, little teeny tiny Mario. Yes. Run, 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 run. Jumps up into blocks. Mm-hmm. Bounces oh, off yes. them. Yes. And he hits his head and money comes out of it. But nothing really happens to the blocks. Uh, but then... Right. He can collect something, he can eat something. Mushrooms. Mushroom, okay. Oh, okay, good. Good. He gets bigger, doesn't he? Oh he eats God. a mushroom and gets he big. He gets double his size. Right. Then when he gets under the blocks, yes. smashes them apart. Right. Okay. He also eats a flower and fire, fire, fireballs. Fires flower balls. That. And he also wears a, a suit and that makes him look a furry and he swings his tail and he can fly. Yeah. Uh, look. That's confusing. Well, you know, why don't we why don't we deal with that first? What? He, he dresses in a suit that allows him to fly. Oh, actually, this is the crypto zoo, right? This is the crypto right. zoo. Right, okay. I thought I'm not be... just telling I, you. I, okay. Uh... Let me tell you how to... Let me tell you how to play Pac-Man. <laughs> what happens is the yellow f***ing dot, and you're the yellow f***ing dot, and you eat all the other... Let's go through every single 80s video game before I get to what I'm talking... What do you think I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm confused. You were yelling, and I got... It's a mention of some sort of plumber. And, all right. So he yeah, he puts on a weird suit. Is it a, a, a Benuti suit? A ben, don't, let's not worry Benucci about what suit. sort of suit it's it some, is. It's some sexy Japanese name. I'm like, what? Um, And, and it, it, can, it can fly. He rotates his tail, and he flies. Yeah. Or at least he slowly falls. Well, there are certainly suits that allow you to fly. Absolutely. It's just a wingsuit that that he's like a propeller on his bum. Yeah. That's easy. Done. Moving on. Gets up to speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sends his alarms out. Whoosh. Up into the air. Makes a a curved surface at the top of the tail and a flat on the bottom. Brunelli effect. Lifts him to the sky. Hooray, hooray. He's flying. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Good. Done. Okay. Sasquatch. Mushroom. Damn it. So little tiny Mario eats a mushroom. Yes, gets big, can smash bricks apart. Yes, but not for long. No, until he gets injured by a oh, right. Koopa it, or a Goomba. Oh, is he injured? Or possibly okay. a turtle. So it's a t- or or, yeah, or a Cooper. I think you'll find Dan a Cooper. Ah. <laughs> so let me just get this straight because I don't know much about it. He eats a mushroom. Yeah. He gets big. Yeah. He can smash things above him, but he only loses it when he gets hit. He doesn't lose in time. There's no time limit. It's just a he gets injured and therefore yeah, he loses. He gets okay. injured and he. And you're asking me how that would work. Yeah. What What's going on there? Okay. Here's my brain. Just had a. I, I like this idea. Yep. He eats the mushroom. Yes. The spores in the mushroom. Yep. Activate. Yep. And they cover him in spores. In not in spores. In threads. Okay. And they basically cover... Like fungal threads. Fungal threads. And they just cover him very quickly. And they cover and they cover and they cover and they cover and they cover. And it's like a big body armor made of mushrooms. Oh. So he's actually in the center of it. That's why he's only half, double his size. He can't be like 10... He can't go 10 foot tall because, you know, in the end it would break his legs because the, the mushroom couldn't support him any bigger. Right. He is basically in a big suit of fungal armor. Oh. And, and that's why he can smash things because it's a little spongy. But when he gets injured, they hit it and it disrupts threads and it all falls off him really quickly and he's just left going oh no it's a me again oh that's really fun that's my plan a, so, a bio 
robot suit. It basically a, a, a bio a bio suit of armor. Yes, exactly right. Which makes sense because doesn't he, isn't it the Mushroom Kingdom? Isn't that what he's trying to say? It is the Mushroom Kingdom. Then they would have. Let's face it. They they look like idiots. Like there was little mushroom dudes, and they were like. Ah, they're like morons. Mm-hmm. They have no idea. And their princess just seems to get kidnapped, which I think she has a thing for Bowser, but that's a different story for a different time. Mm-hmm. But they probably have based their entire technological advancement on mushrooms. Hence why they no. love the plumber who can keep the poo flowing and mushrooms. Oh, yes. And so they have developed you... amazing technological systems based on mushrooms. And we don't get to see a lot of that because they keep Mario away from their hideous mushroom technologies. They don't want him to take it back to his actual world. Does he live there? Or does he come back to our world? Does he live in our world? What's the reason there? What's the, what's going on with I'm not Mario? quite sure. Okay. So write in and tell us. Don't write in and tell us. Yeah. Don't you and dare. And don't tell... And no. Do, and if you do write in and tell us, do not take any information from the 1991 film Super oh, Mario yes, Brothers right, with yes. Bob Hoskins. Well, seeing he just died, that would be, would be a very bad taste indeed. And mm. it's an awful movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So they, they're, they've actually created these amazing fungal weapons and whole technologies based on fungus, based on their own bodies. Ah. And, and to them, they just, and they, oh, well, that just makes a big fungus. But when he eats them, it's a bonding of animals and fungus. And as everyone I'm sure knows, fungus is actually closer to animals than it is to plants. Ah, that's true. So it bonds but really well with Mushrooms the are not vegetables. No, no, they're... They're, they're, they're fungus. fungus. So a fungus bonds with... It's closer to the animal. That's what I'm trying to say. The animal that is Mario and the fungus that he eats, he eats a mushroom, it, they, they bond very easily together because reasons. And... Because he's not a plant. Mm-hmm. And, and that, therefore they're using just a mushroom people's suit of armour. So if you go to the fireballs, if he eats a flower... Oh, crap. <sighs> Flower, also organic. Also organic, yes. Oh, so the flower is not... Are there mushroom flowers? No, no this is very definitely a flower. It's definitely a flower. That's a plant. It's something very, very different. Yeah. My thought is then, or oh, extrapolating out Which now, is a shame because he throws fireballs and some mushrooms can glow in the dark. Yes, but yeah, that's that's a bit different. That's a different process. That's not fire, that's but not fire. maybe it's no. not fire. Maybe they just glow in the dark balls. Maybe they that, that glow in the dark cricket balls. But but you can get so you get bombardier beetles that can actually mix two chemicals together and spread out their anus and burn the living heck out. Ooh, of Ooh, that's them. true. So it's not hard to think that there is a plant that has two cells and that when they mix together, when he when he eats them in his mouth, he. He's not actually eating them. He's just putting the 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 the, the flour in his mouth, and then he can. Does he spit the fire? Does I not? think he throws Damn them it. from his hand. Is he hand. putting his hand close to his mouth? At he any could. There's very low resolution. You don't know okay. what's going so on. He's reaching into his mouth, and as he throws the the two gases and the pollen together, it ignites with the air, creating ah. a fireball. Now, this wouldn't evolve, of course. This would be in an infinite universe, maybe, but no yep. chance. But what we don't realize, yep. and here's the clever bit. Oh, good. Is that the Mushroom Kingdom underwent a terrible war. And everyone had mushroom technology. They had their suits of armor, yep. and, and they just couldn't stop each other. But one very clever and dangerous little mushroom scientist yep. went, well, we've exploited the mushrooms. We've exploited the animals. We've never exploited plants before. And everyone, you're mad! You're a crazy mushroom! And he went, ah! And he was sent away, and he went off and genetically engineered plants that could throw fire, because fire and mushrooms just don't mix. Oh, Except wow. A bit of sauteed, a bit of, maybe a bit of oyster sauce, and mm, lovely then. But beyond that, that would be eating yourself. That would be cannibalism. They wouldn't do that. Oh. So I think they've genetically engineered a plant that can mix two chemicals together, like a bombardier's beetle's bottom, and it's all mixed together. And you pl- take the seed pod, hurl it at your enemy. When in contact with air, when it cracks open, woomph! 
Fireball. Oh, that's good. Thank you. And your mushroom idea is better than mine, I think. Oh, yes? I considered that maybe what would happen is when you eat the mushroom, he was, he was going into some sort of anaphylactic shock. <laughs> and, and what happened was all of his insides were sort of puffing up. Yes. But his outside was had, had an, a certain elasticity to it that re- stopped it from getting too big. But why, Dan? Why? Just his skin. Does like, I don't think Mario's human. Oh, I think right. that he's a different type of creature. Oh, okay. So right, when yeah. his anaphylact, the anaphylactic thing, Does like Princess Peach, know about this? It, it pushes it. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe she's, she's running from him. He looks like a man, but he's not a man. Nah. Thank you for saving me, Mario. I gotta get out of here. Ah, oh, it's Mario. But, it's may- me. but but maybe like this, it's so very undense inside him. Yes. What's the opposite to dense? Uh, not dense. Okay, it's not dense inside <laughs> him, and then his skin is super super dense right. because. It's like a balloon. Yeah, kind of like a balloon, Mm. except the skin of this balloon is really dense and strong. So when he jumps up into the bricks, it can smash it apart. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Rather than being squishy, it's like a man made out of titanium skin. Actually, I can. Mine, I think mine answers the question of why he can break it and get the money out. With, the, with mine, yep. being, when he punches it, it's not the punch. The punch is still his punch. Yep. But the spores get into the rock and then expand, and all that pressure cracks the rock, and the gold that's inside the rock oh. cracks out and just falls down. Ding. That's good, too. Yeah. I did have another, a, oh, yes. another idea. What happens is when Mario eats the mushroom, it's kind of like PCP. Like, it, <laughs> make, it stops him from feeling his... So his pain. Oh, so he's, he's it, not actually big. He just he's thinks big. he's big. He thinks his perception oh. changes and everything becomes smaller in yes. comparison to him. And he just and he, can, and he can just and he punches the brick and it just explodes. Yes. But of course, when he comes down off that high, mm. yes. his hands are going to be all bloodied and stuff. Of and he, course, the, the the intoxicating effect of the mushroom mm. stops him from being able to register the dangers absolutely and his limitations yeah. as a tiny italian man <laughs> i like that one uh, your your second idea is much more plausible than my mushroom armor but i would much rather see the movie of a, an italian man gaining fungal armor and fighting for the love of a woman i'd like to see him doing it on pcp <laughs> thanks for coming in today dan I hope you're prepared for your company-mandated self-assessment process. Yes, I am. Good, good. Now, let's cut through all the usual rigmarole and ask the big question. Shoot. What is your greatest weakness? My greatest weakness. Hmm. My greatest weakness. Ah, I know. My honesty. I don't think honesty can be seen as a weakness, Dan. Well, you would think that, you talentless, ugly waste of skin. That all seems to check out. See you next year. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, dear. What? It, it must be time now, then, for the walk of shame. <gasps> oh, goody! <laughs> never good for me. It's never good for me. Why? Why do you hate me, audience? So, no, this is the best part of the podcast. This is when we, of course, tell people... Well, you tell people, tell us... Where we got things wrong. Because we do. We get things wrong. And oh, how do we get things wrong? And In fascinating ways, yeah, too. And, and yeah, in weird ways. We misread things. We misrepresent things. Sometimes we just make things up in our heads, it seems. But this is why we do this. So what hit me, Dan? Go. This is one I quite liked. This is from Larry Gray in Maryland. He believes he caught a mistake in episode 63 where you were explaining the phenomenon... Uh, phenomenon... The phenomenon... 
of Hawking radiation in black holes. Oh, yes. At 30 minutes and 53 seconds, you describe a singularity as infinite mass in zero dimensions. It's not the mass of the singularity that it's infinite, but it's density. Uh, if it was infinite mass, everything would be sucked into you, it. You have absolutely, if, uh, yes, you, I see what you're saying. It doesn't I, matter ha- yes. whether it's in a singularity you or can't, not. You're good point. Actually, you're absolutely right. You could, any bit of mass can get turned into a singularity, supposedly, yeah. just being crossed into a small enough space. So you're mm. absolutely right. It's density, not mass. I will accept no, that. No, no, no. Yes. It, oh, yeah. It's infinite, density, infinite, not mass. Infinite density, density yes. not infinite not mass. mass. Yes. Infinite mass would be a very dangerous thing. Very, very dangerous. Very thing. terrible. That's right. And, and it is a dumb thing for me to say. I mean, the supermassive black hole in the center of our, our galaxy, which we pretty certain is there in the center of most galaxies, it, it's like ridiculous. It's millions. Mil- oh, he's pulling numbers now. Millions of, of our suns in mass. Yeah. But, and you go, oh, it's terrible. But when you actually think about the mass of the galaxy that mm. it's in, it's like 0.1%. Yeah. So it's, and it's tiny in comparison to infinite mass. Well, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, it, yeah, big doesn't equal infinite. Good. Thank you. I accept that. I'm walking down. That's me. Crunch, 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 crunch. That's me walking down. Cool. The and there's another one. <sighs> Steve Wisenhunt? That's a good name. That's a good name. Steve Wisenhunt. I have not been that excited by a name since, of course, right back at the start with Mr... Reinhardt? Carrington Vanston. Oh, right. That's, 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 actually, that wins. Actually, no, Carrington Vanston still wins. He'll be very pleased to hear that. That's such a name. That's such a name. Anyway, so, but, but, but the second winner, yes? Yes, Stephen Wisenhunt. See, had, see Wisenhunt is brilliant. Stephen, uh, see, Carrington Vanston, it's like two amazing things. Yeah. Wisenhunt is like, oh, that's amazing. Stephen, oh. Carrington Wisenhunt. Yes, Stephen, when you have children, if you decide to have kids, give them an exciting name. So then it'll be like Maleficent Wisenhunt. And we, they, oh, they, uh, brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, maybe you can marry him. Wait. Stephen, call me and <laughs> we'll adopt. We'll adopt. About the cancer-smelling dogs? Yes. 2% false positives is not the same as 98% accurate because there are undoubtedly inaccurate negative results. Oh, okay. So that's a stats thing. Yes, which I, no. I think is the exact same thing that one of our other interviewees, Kevin Lowe, once mm, pointed out, mm, is that, mm. yeah... Two percent false is not the same as ninety-eight percent. I want. No, I, I, I'm just remembering that article because a while ago now. I'm trying to remember the article. I'm pretty certain I quoted that. That wasn't me. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm acknowledging the mistake, but I'm pretty certain that's. But he's mistake. passing the blame. No, I am, and I don't normally do that. I'm happy to accept it, but I think that's me reading from the article and not understanding stats well enough to pick up that mistake. So thank you very much for educating me, Mister Wizenhunt. <sighs> Call me. In fact, everyone can call Greg if they hear me say something stupid in this episode. Absolutely. And everyone can call me if they hear Greg say something stupid. And that way we can call each other out on the podcast in the walk of shame. Song time. Yes. I had one planned. In fact, it was one sent to me by a listener. And I was like, oh, oh what do they know? And they, no, they've, they've given us some good ones. The ones you like more actually come from the listeners, not from me. That one, so, no, that's true. <laughs> and so I had this one ready to go. I knew what to say and had all this witty stuff. And then just utterly, utterly chance-wise, yep. before I drove to your very house to record this very podcast, yes. I happened to look at the internets and see... The some- internets? What's that? Oh, it's a series of tubes. All right. And music comes down them. And I was listening to these tubes, and I heard a whole new song that was new, topical, and science-based. And I went, I- I- I'm going to do that one. All right. <laughs> 
mine's in history. They put Beaker in a bow tie up against me. I'm a master. I discovered gravity. I dropped rhymes like they fallen from an apple tree. You don't match for me. You got a bachelor's degree. I got a unit of force named after me. You want a battle, guy? That's a crazy notion. When I start going, I stay in motion. Where's Paul? Did you catch that? Or did it go too fast to attack? Perhaps it'd be better if I added in a bleep or a bloop or another wacky sound effect. I was born on Christmas. I'm God's gift. I unlocked the stars that you're dancing with. You waste time debating creationists. When I create the science, you explain the kids. Yes, it's true. What I used to do is teach kids science on my PBS show. Now I do. What I gotta do to make sure scientific thought can grow. And I'm still in my prime, hitting my stride. What'd you do with the back of your life? You freaked out, started counting points for the bank, and you sure didn't have no wife. Oh, you have a book on gravity, but you couldn't attract nobody. Your work on orbits was exemplary, but your circle of friends was shoddy. Oh, you don't wanna mess with the guy, Bill. Huh? A rap sharp like a needle in your arm. Uh, Stick to drinking that mercury, cause I hypothesize that you're about to get beat. Well, I conclude that your methods are the whack. You wouldn't even pass in one of my classes. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Except for when we both start rapping. I accelerated the minds of mankind to a higher plane of understanding. And I can't calculate the weight and the size and the shape of the shadow of the mind you're standing in. And I will leave you with a page from a book I wrote at half your age three. But the integral three y from zero to one six of pi of of age e of the square root of three from the sixth fourth power of what? Why don't you pick on the brain your own size? You got a bad ass over here. Plus I got your back. Now nah, I have your physics black guy. Hating planets every fly. By the way, the answer to your little calculation is I. S and I put the swag back in science. While Isaac Newton was lying and sticking daggers and lightning and hiding up inside his attic on some Harry Potter business. The universe is infinite, but this battle is Epic rat battles of history. It was Sir Isaac Newton versus Bill Nye, the science guy. Mm-hmm. Of course, well, you wouldn't know it maybe from the voice. That was Weird Al Yankovic playing uh, Sir Isaac Newton. Yeah. And the third person, I was not going to bring in a third person, was Neil deGrasse Tyson. Not the actual Neil deGrasse Tyson. No. I really wish it was. Oh, oh how oh, I wish oh. they'd had Neil deGrasse Tyson. Because I've been watching the Cosmos series, which is brilliant! And hats off to Neil deGrasse Tyson. And, of course, hats off to... Seth MacFarlane. Family Guy guy. Yes. The guy who wrote Ted. Uh, well, that's a weird. He's that's eclectic. That's, it is, he's it, good word. He's eclectic. Excellent. But I love that because si- there was actually science in that. He actually talked about you stay in motion and his formula. And yes, I really, I really like that one. And of course, anything that makes Neil deGrasse Tyson cooler is good in my book. Yeah. Uh yeah. I like. I, I was a huge fan of Weird Al when I was young, mm-hmm. and I realized the thing I like about Weird Al is listening to his song the first time, mm. and obviously every time after that, you're like, oh, there goes that. No, I. I it's some, not great some music. Of them, some of them are. Some of them are brilliant. Well, because they're. All, I think he's allowed. They're to novelty do it. songs. Well, they are, but that's okay. But you love the, Jonathan Colton's like your your buddy. You love no, novelty they're songs. Different. No, no, no. They're, no. they're not different. They're exactly the same. Um, Will Ankerman just takes songs. He, Colton writes his own music, and Will Ankerman mocks other people. So that's he writes parodies of these <laughs> songs. It's a different thing. But that wasn't. It. I think. That was... Well, that wasn't. But no, Will Day. Well, for me, Weird Al is allowed to do. It. He was like the, one, the first one. The first one to come super famous. Yeah. No, everyone else can stop now. Weird Al has that niche filled yep. in my books and I so he can sit and there. the man doesn't age no and, and seeing he got, rid, he got rid of the moustache and everything and became looked different but now that's how he looks to me now like, yeah anyway I really liked that it made me laugh uh, I really liked Weird Al's stuff I thought that Bill Nye uh, as as uh, Sir Isaac Newton yes um, I really I thought that Bill Nye kind of missed I think whoever that was kind of dropped the ball a bit well because I would, he, did, he only he, he made fun of Sir Isaac Newton not having for the wife. stuff that he didn't do yes. science-wise. Yes. But 
Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson, mm. they do something which is super important that mm. Isaac Newton doesn't really do, and that's communicate science. Absolutely. And I yes. wish that they had sort of lent on that side of the thing because he I can't help but feel that it, it's, it's sort of glossed over a little and bit. And they attacked. I did like the Neil deGrasse Tyson part did point out kind of a roundabout way that Newton did spend the last half of his life on alchemy. We don't talk about that. But he did. He created modern science as we kind of know it in mm-hmm. his physics, and then he pissed it all away. It's amazing we don't kind of go, "You're a crack." He became a total crackpot. Yeah. He tried to turn lead into gold. He, he spent more years trying to do that than he ever did worked on 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 physics. On I just wish they'd taken the opportunity to really big up people who aren't necessarily great scientists, but mm. are really into science communication. <laughs> I wish that was... We're over here. Anyway, we tried doing a rap, and the audience went, "No, we did do this already." And uh, did no one? Well, not That's no great. one. But it's, it's, we should play it now. No. Oh, damn it. But I really like that. Uh, so yes, people go and look at that. I'm, I always like the. It's now my second favorite one. My first favorite one is the Bill Gates versus Steve Jobs. I love that one. Go look at this. I didn't play it on the show. <gasps> I love that one so much. Fair enough. I like the one with what's his name with the hat. Abraham Lincoln. Oh, that's actually no, that's, that's actually right. That's that is my other favorite one. Obama. Yes, and, yes, uh, and um, Obama versus was lost in time. Yes, um, and um, the, the guy, he, his opponent yes. at the time, who oh. will never be remembered. Well, well people. Um, uh, um, um, oh, bloody hell! Yeah. Dick Cheney. But yeah, yes, yeah. I enjoy it. It's a, it's a white man with silver hair. Our Amer- the American friends are all yelling it, especially our Republican. I wonder if you have any Republican listeners. But yeah, they're all yelling it. God, I can picture his face. We must. We must have. We've got. We've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of listeners there yes. must be someone who identifies as a republican a conservative uh, american a, voter a, a, or at least an american republican I hope so i hope so you are welcome to our podcast if you are listening yay we yay embrace your ears a plethora of viewpoints and hopefully we can all get on in the future anyway. we already do get, get on he's loving it could be a she she's loving it dun, 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 dun. wait we're, we're doing ads now for do you like the great taste and good value of smart enough burgers? <laughs> okay. We have something really interesting to tell you as well. National Science Week is coming up in Australia in August, and smart enough to know better has been invited to interview someone live. Our Woo-hoo! first live interview will be at the Kenmore Library on Thursday the 7th of August in Brisbane for people who are Brisbaneites or Australians or people around the world who want to come here on the 7th of August 6.30pm at Kenmore Library in Brisbane and we will be talking Don't travel internationally No, you should, this. you should and, uh, and and wear a shirt I came here from another country All right. and, and I'll, we'll give you a place Dan has many rooms in his house you can stay at Dan's house there you go. All right. That's Thanks it. for that. <laughs> no problems. It's, it's now a contract. And we're going to be talking to Dr. John Askov. And Dr. John Askov is really important because he works in the field of vaccines. Ooh. A vaccine that is very close to your heart, probably quite literally, Dan. Do you remember? <gasps> dengue fever? Dengue fever. Do you remember when we went to get a dengue fever shot for the, to, to, to be part of the guinea pigs? No. And- in fact, the following two years of, after that shot, it just gone to me just <laughs> and blanked you just wake out up in blood and no, no. no it's not true it's not, not true not true at all i couldn't get it because i'd lived in north queensland and i maybe had dengue fever or at least had uh, false positives in my blood so they wouldn't yeah. let me do it but dan had yep. two for how long uh, 18 months 18 months go back and get different shots and tests and all sorts of yep. things got a shot waited six months got a shot waited six months got a shot waited six months got a shot 
There you go. And Dan, hopefully now, you were part of the positive group. You weren't part of the placebo, weren't you? No, I was. I, I, yes. I, I got the mystery serum. Dan now has the ability to fight off dengue fever with his body alone. He no, just, no, no, oh, no. Oh, oh. Potentially, I oh, do. I okay. certainly received the vaccine. Oh, okay. And it certainly added to their weight of knowledge. Oh. But they they wouldn't go so far as to say, oh, yeah, that stuff works. Right. <laughs> but it's certainly in me. It's, and it's doing something. I well, who knows? And so we're going to be talking to one of the people involved, heavily involved, Dr. Askov will be heavily was heavily involved in this. He is a dude, though. If you're interested in weird people we've talked to, interesting person. He was a major in the army. He was the director with the World Health Organization, mm-hmm. and he's basically battled single-handedly every tropical disease you can name. He's just been fighting. Basically, his work would have saved more lives than most superheroes. Than all the other army people. Yes, basically put together all the ones that they killed. He saved. <laughs> I wonder if I've already met him. You may have. And that's the sad thing. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, Dan has booked a holiday, and so he will be away on the 7th of August. The man full of the vaccine won't be in the country to talk to the man who gave him his superpowers. And you know what? I'm going to be going to, like, Scotland. Like, as far as you could go away from mosquitoes. <laughs> so, come along anyway. It'll be open uh, questions as well. So, I'll be leading the charge on the interview, talking to Dr. Askov. And we would like you to come along as well. So, that, that again, Thursday the 7th of August, 6.30pm, Kenmore Library, Brisbane! And you can yell things and go, woo, and have a banner. Have a banner. Bring a banner. Yeah, yeah. big us up. Yeah, so like, cause, cause I'm sure Dr. Askov would be very impressed by a banner. <laughs> He killed men with his hands. I he bet prob- he'd be impressed he with Bruce did. Banner. I, I should- <laughs> you have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. And the other voice is Greg at smartenough.org. Please follow us on Twitter, SE2KB, Facebook, SE2KB, or go to iTunes to rate our podcast. Can I just say, I love it when people contact us through Twitter and through emails, and we always make an effort to write back. We've had people complain, like heartily complain about what we've done, and we've always written back and gone, hey, we really Oh, yeah, it. we'll always write but, back. Yeah. Well, no, 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 because <laughs> I, will, I will always try to respond to an email, mm-hmm. or... If it's something for the podcast, I may not respond and I may put it in my little block of stuff to talk about. So Steve Wisenhunt yes. yes. may not have realised that he was going to be mentioned in it, so that's a nice little surprise. Uh-huh. And there's a third category where I put your thing into my little file and it keeps getting shushed down to the bottom <laughs> and isn't quite... It doesn't quite fit any one podcast. And then six months later, I go, well, this is completely out of date. And it, and like, it, go, and it vanishes. So we try. So if, I'm, if, I, if you sent, sent something and you didn't get here back at all, that's what happened. You just weren't interesting enough. No, don't. Okay. Basically, I do. Give up. I, <laughs> I give I, up. I do, Never contact uh, me no. again, you boring people. No, I, no. Well, d- no, Dan, no. Sorry, no. I enjoy, if, if you write to Greg, I always write back. <laughs> I always write back to everyone. It's always had something written back to them. And tweets. I love getting tweets. We get these lovely tweets. I love that there's been some people, not just one person, but some people live tweeting the podcast as they're listening to it. Yeah. It's really confusing because suddenly all these things appear and you're going, what are they talking about? Because they're not talking about the one we've just done. No. It may be one five episodes ago. Yeah. And they're live tweeting it. And it, and it's like, it's kind of like, kind of like having uh, Alzheimer's. <laughs> and someone's yelling memories at you. You're like, I kind of remember what this is, but what the hell? And it's really fun. So please interact with us. I'd like to also point out another interaction that we've had, a really strange one. I went on to Kickstarter 
and I like Kickstarter, and I supported a local Brisbane game. Uh-huh. And we've talked about Kickstarter before. Sex we, game? We, um, uh, sorry? Nothing? And we, we, we talked, David Galliel, we um, oh, uh, interviewed it, 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 Elbow it, it, Fitch. Tiny Things Matter. Uh, Antimatter Matters. Antimatter Matters. Antimatter Matters, which arrived this week, by the way. I should Ooh. say that. It arrived. So it, I've got it. We haven't played it yet. We will so soon. And I want to videotape us playing it so we can share that with the world in the future. <laughs> and Who's going to edit that? that? Dan! Yay! I said it first. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so the, uh, yay, no, for not getting burnt out. I kickstarted this game called Rise to Power on Kickstarter, and it was a game, a card game, and that you could build up a city and the power of that city with this new thing called Prism, a new power source. It looked like a really interesting card game mm-hmm. and non-collectible. And I just wrote to the guy, uh, Alan Chang, and went, hey, you know, hi, looks really great. Go Brisbane guy. He noticed that I'd mentioned Smart to Know Better because it's in, it's in my bio mm-hmm. on Kickstarter. And he went, oh, thanks a lot. I'm going to listen to your podcast. And then he's- I heard that before. And he did. <laughs> well, I know he did because he has created- <laughs> Can I say this? Hey, I just realized. He created a password, a special downloadable, like for people who wanted to buy the game, because now Kickstarter, it's all done. Like, uh-huh. He actually used the password SE2KB- And some other digits. Eight- Chad, Chad eight. Oh right, so you just get to give away the entire password. Well, that's what, but, but, but yes, but that's to, it's all done. It's all done. So you can't use it. You can't use it. But it, in fact, he went SCGB Chad eight, and he, and, and he just wrote me a thing going, "Hey, I've used this obscure thing. You know, no one will ever, <laughs> ever know what it is." I went, "That's brilliant." I the podcast has now become so ingrained in other people's stuff around Brisbane. Never met Alan. I don't know him from a bar of soap. We just happened to meet on the internet, and and we're both kind of weirdly supporting each other. <laughs> <laughs> so yay have a look at Rise to Power it's the Kickstarter is now done but the game will be out maybe buy it it's a, it looks like it'll be like $30 or so to purchase hey it looks like fun I'm going to be playing it one day very soon and he also asked me why I like Alan he went we're chatting away and I mentioned the, com- the fact that I'm colorblind and he went oh we need to talk to colorblind people to look oh, at our colors play testing and so and I was like oh brilliant so he's going to send me the files to the colors I go you're an idiot no it looks like the colors are all fine but it's good to check so, yeah yay so yay for internet bringing people together of like-minded craziness to or not like-minded to do something very different very exciting Neat. now I as you mentioned before am going on a holiday he's, he's for a little bit on a jet plane don't so we need to have a placeholder again. episode, which is going to be our best of. Now, we need you yes. to send us to mention what your favourite elements. we listener. Maybe it all Come just on. goes in one ear and out the other. Oh. Maybe it just doesn't mean enough to you. Maybe you don't you care. remember. Maybe you love it all equally. It's all oh. perfect oh, and you good. can't oh. discern which is the more perfect of all the perfect is things. The issue, is the issue, of course, that they can just go back and listen to the podcast because they don't vanish. You know what? I'm just going to go on holiday. Just go listen to all episodes. Is that <laughs> no, what no, you're... No, 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 no. We want a best of. We want we to want put them all... Yes. So you can it's go... been year four. In four years, we three must years. have... Three years. So, so we just have our fourth birthday. 36 right? months. 36 months. We, so we're going into fourth year, year four. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. Yes, that's how math works. Good. No, wait. No, it must be four... Are we going to year five? We're going to year five. I thought we didn't... Yes. Because the World Cup comes around yes. once every four years. Yes, I thought, I thought so, it was. So... We're five. No, no, no. We're four. We're four. We're into year five. We're into year five. Yes. Wow. That's what I thought. <laughs> We've been doing it for four years. Yes, we have. No wonder I need a fucking holiday. <laughs> anyway, the point is, in that time, there must have been something that really tickled you, something you really enjoyed, whether it be a sketch, whether it be a 
an interview, whether it be a crypto zoo, whether it be a song, whether anything you part like, but Dan verbally abuses me or I cried or something like that. Or in the early ones, actually, in the early ones, Dan and I used to get really heated, actually, and get really angry and cross at each other. When you go back and listen, you're like, well, oh, those guys aren't having fun. So, that's, <laughs> that's, um, so if, that, if that floats your boat, tell us. We want to know. We want to put together the best of, mm. based on you, and the so, audience. And we're, uh, we're especially talking to those people who have recently just gone through the entire archive and binge <laughs> listened to it. Because we haven't listened to some of those things oh, no. in four years. <laughs> so we would love to know what you really liked in the past. And we did some crazy things in the past. Don't just sit there and say, I might do it. Do it! You are empowered by the wah. And remember, as we always like to say, you're empowered by the wah. Hey, is it all going well? Is it still freaking you out? Yeah. Yeah, it's still freaking me out. That's, that'd be good energy for the show. Tentative. Tentative and scared. All right. Just like the old days. It's too loud and it's too long. <laughs> I like the idea that was notes from your father who could hear across the room, across the house. No, that's notes to my penis. Right. Too loud. Sound like a gunshot. <laughs> Jack O'Brien. Jack O'Brien. Yes, yes, that's it. I like him. I like yeah. him, bro. That's funny because I was just listening tonight and I was thinking to myself, these guys are actually evil. I've got the funny feeling that they're, all the stuff that they talk about in society, that it's awful about manipulative people and stuff, yes. they've picked up all the tricks and they're doing it. for, po- And that's how Cracked became as big <laughs> as it did because they know all this stuff. Yes. And they know what people want to hear. Yes. And I, 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 and I can't help but question every single thing that comes out of his mouth, which is a good way to be. Yes, that's right. We should start a podcast about and a, that. And a good way for our listeners to be. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to do it. What's that? Huh? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Just you. That's your behaviour. That's whatever you were talking about <laughs> for you. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Well, it's nice to know you're listening. <laughs> listening to what? <laughs> Shut up, Dan. Can I just say that China is the most capitalist country I have ever been to? Every time I go there, I've been there quite a few times now. It, seriously, you're, oh, it's a communist country, Greg. You're wrong. <laughs> I think you'll find. Nah. You're, I think you'll find you're wrong, listener. Who thought that weird thing? <laughs> well, no, no. Everyone has their own factory to run. But th- and that's, they, that's communism. Everything is a transaction, and it's not just because you're a tourist. It's just. It, there's a buck to be made. The Chinese are making the buck. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's how the whole Western world runs. They've kind of... It's almost like they're communist in the idea of they're run by a communist party member, and but everything else is capitalist. It's bizarre. It's a, it's, it's a bizarre place. It's a really wonderful place to go. A bizarre bizarre? Bizarre. It is a bizarre bizarre, yes, yes. Where you can literally buy everything. But what's funny is you go... People go, oh, I'm going to go to China. I'm going to get some really cheap stuff. Yeah. And, and But you, you don't. Like, you get st- weird stuff you might be able to get cheap. But if you want to go buy electronics that you want to buy, so, like, a, a brand that you know, let's say Apple Electronics, which are made there, mm-hmm. the markup is exactly the same. You don't get them cheaper in China. 
So if you go, hang on, I'd pay $150 in Australia and I'm going to pay, um, was it 900 yuan, which is about the equivalent. And you're like, hang on a minute, what, why? And you go, because the comp, they know that they can, they can sell around the world. Why would they sell it cheaply in their own country when they can flog it for a lot more? And, and so they don't, they just, they just put it, the price is the same, pretty much. You don't make any cheap sales. There you go. Well, this has been smart enough to know finance. <laughs> With Gregoire and no one else. <laughs> Just me by myself. Welcome to episode 71 of Smart Enough No Better. Why don't we look it up now? Okay, we'll look it up now. We'll look it up. That's the sound that I'm going to splice in. Oh, wow. Seamless. Uh, no, that's it. no. It's a seam. It's a very obvious seam. It's oh. a complete absence of being seamless. Why don't we look it up now? Okay, we'll look it up now. We'll look it up. That's the sound that I'm going to splice in. Oh, wow. Seamless. No, that's it. No, it's a seam. It's a very obvious seam. It's oh. a complete absence of being seamless. Oh, this turmeric. Yeah, turmeric. 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 I think. Turmeric and Tarosso. Ooh. On oh. the Tar Radio show. Oh, that's very good. That's a- <laughs> you know how much. I'll give you a moment. Thank you. I don't know who those radio people are. Yes. 